You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! SportsJourney.com Radio Network is back on the air. It's the Bob Matthews Show. We are delighted. Delighted that you're with us, whether you're joining us from the website itself, whether you're joining us on the iHeartRadio Network, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Glad you're along with us, because it is uh, it's a it's a pretty 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 busy week, especially in the world of the Washington football team. It was off-season weeks go. This is one of the busier ones because we finally have the schedule out and we are going through the schedule today. But not just us. We will have some help from Scott Allen of the Washington Post, Washington football team insider. Scott will let us know exactly which are setting up, at least right now, as the marquee games of the season. And as we say, the marquee games of the season, based on what we know here, in the second week in May. And before even we get to that, first a top-line observation. After listening to some of the reaction here the last couple of days, how crazy is it, how rewarding and welcoming is it, that the floor this year seems to be eight to nine wins? I mean, anything less than that would be a disappointment. For the past, I don't know, at least four or five years, just thinking nine wins was taken would take a hell of a lot of optimism. Not so this year. I think this year it's really going to be a disappointment if this team doesn't post a winning record. And based on what I'm looking at on the schedule, I'm sorry, but that is it's absolutely a possibility. This should be at the very least a nine and eight team, and that's taking into account some regressions. Uh, some bad play at times from Ryan Fitzpatrick and maybe just some bad luck and some injuries as well. Let's go through it, and I'll give you my prediction on it. Week one, the Los Angeles Chargers come to town. And yeah, I know this is Justin Herbert we're talking about here in 30 touchdown passes last year. Jack Del Rio's got an elite defense that he's working with, and he's had he will have an entire offseason to break down Justin Herbert's tape and find out what it is that makes him uncomfortable. Sophomore slump, we've always heard about it. So when you combine that with a Chargers team that was promising but not great last year, having to come all the way across the country week one, I think that's an entirely winnable game for Washington. Week two then, they turn around, short week, the Giants, and we all know that the Giants are a mess. I mean, that's just the bottom line. There's some real concerns about whether Daniel Jones is the long-term answer or not. Didn't really take a step up last year like they thought he would. And again, it's at home. And the stadium should be rocking for the myriad of reasons that we've gone through before. And you got to defend the home field. So I'm giving them a win there. And that makes them 2-0. 
Week three, reality smacks them in the face. You go up to Buffalo, you're playing the Bills. That's Josh Allen. The Bills will challenge the Chiefs this year for the AFC title again and may get by them this time. So that's a loss, and that's 2-1. and one. Falcons, uh, I think the Falcons, that's a very winnable game down in Atlanta. There's a new coach, Matt Ryan. There's all kinds of questions about him. There's all kinds of questions about that offense. They've been trying to deal Julio Jones. Yeah, they've got Kyle Pitts playing tight end. He will be a problem. But again, he'll be a problem going up against an elite defense. I think they come out with a win against the Falcons. Then we go to week five. The Saints come to Washington. New quarterback. It will probably be Jameis Winston at that point. But And the Saints do have a great defense. So if there is a potential for a 9-6 to ball game, this would be it. But again, we're dealing with a team in Washington that has an elite defense of its own. And that's going to keep them in every game, by the way. So I think they will win that one as well. So now you're looking at four and one after five weeks. Now comes the hard part of the schedule. Kansas City, Green Bay, and then Denver just because it's mile high. Uh, Obviously, I don't have Ashburn syndrome so bad as to think that they're going to beat the Chiefs at home. No. That's Patrick Mahomes and the best team in football. So that's loss number two of the year. I give them loss number three of the year the next week at Green Bay. Uh, because of the fact that at this point, I will assume until we know something else, that Aaron Rodgers is, in fact, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. If he's not, well, then it might throw the whole discussion open again. But as of right now, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and so that at Lambeau Field is a loss for the Washington football team. So that means they're 4-3 and three going to Denver going to be a key part of the key moment in the season uh denver has a good defense as well denver does not have a good quarterback uh i think washington wins that so they hit the bye at the midpoint of the season at five and three tom brady comes to town and the buccaneers the defending super bowl champions they're five and four let's just they have every one of their starters back this year they're five and four, sorry. On the road against Carolina, week 11, and I give them a win in that one. Again, you're talking about either uh, uh, Sam Darnold or Teddy Bridgewater facing them as the quarterback. Uh, so I give them a win at Carolina. So that's six and four as the Seattle Seahawks come to town. I should probably give them a loss there, but since I'm bullish on this team this year, I think they beat Seattle. I think they beat Seattle. I know. At that point, Russ should be cooking. But again, this is an elite defense that I think at this point will have taken a really significant step forward. And that makes them 7-4. and four. Then the trip everybody is waiting for. Out to Vegas to play the Raiders. 8-4. and four. I think they beat the Raiders on the road. So that sets them up at 8-4 and four with these last five games all against the NFC East. It's all out there in front of them. I think nine wins wins this division because the Eagles are a grease fire. The Giants are a mess. And I don't care what the Cowboys look like on paper. They underachieve every year. The Cowboys are not winning 13 games this year. I think nine games wins the division. 
And that means they just need one out of five. Well, I think they beat the Cowboys at home. I think they beat the Eagles at home, and that gets them to 10. Uh, I'll give them... uh, I'll give them a loss to the Cowboys in Dallas, just for she giggles. They beat the Eagles, and um, then I think if they lose to the Giants, it would only be because they're resting people, because they've already clinched the division and can't improve uh, their playoff seating. But if they need the win there, then they beat the Giants in New York. I think it's an 11 or 12 win team this year. And the reason being is the defense. That defense is going to keep them in every game this year. I just really, at this point, you can't see any of these games except maybe Kansas City being a blowout. I think they will have a legitimate shot to win every game going into the fourth quarter. And any football coach will tell you, just let me be within one possession of my opponent going into the going into the fourth quarter, and we've got a legitimate shot at winning it. Doesn't mean they're going to win them all. <laughs> Not by a long shot. But... This team, I think, is the best in the division, and I think this team wins 11 and maybe 12 games. Washington Football Insider Scott Allen, our reigning MVP, our reigning perennial MVP here on the show, joins us breaking down the schedule. He's got an incredibly creative story in uh, the Washington Post. You can catch it online at WashingtonPost.com. Scott, thank you for joining us, first of all. And I got to say, the way you rated games this year was absolutely genius. No other word to describe. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bob. It's great to be here, as always. Um, yeah, the the rating by this year was Ryan Fitzpatrick Beards. Um, it's kind of, I guess for seven years now, it's kind of been my crazy way into this um, NFL schedule release content machine you know, every May, I pick a different kind of icon to, to rate the games on. I did Chase Young heads last year, and and this year it just kind of struck me. Hey, let's go with uh, let's go with little Fitz Magic beard to, to rate these games. I mean, Fitz Magic, Fitz Magic beard and the sunglasses. I mean, that that's nothing if not iconic. So I mean, there, there's no way you couldn't go that way, right? Exactly. It's the first thing I think of when I think of him. That that great press conference where I think he stole uh, or borrowed. Deshaun Jackson's clothes in Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Showed up after and yep. in the in Sean Jackson jumpsuit, the shades, and, and obviously the nice beard. Um, I, yeah, looking yeah. sharp, and, and it's only longer now. It's the he's the Fitzpatrick. I say is uh, the only guy now in town besides our good friend J.P. Finley that has more swag than Finley does. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Quite so. All right. Uh, now. Obviously, for time reasons, we're not going to break down the entire schedule. That's not what we're here to do. But yeah. you are concentrating on on some of the better games this year. Um, and so from your standpoint, what there in the schedule uh, rates a, um, a four to five beard performance? Because I noticed they, they've got a five beard performance uh, here coming up relatively early in the season, right? Yeah, they do. The, the first one I gave, the first game I gave a five to was uh, at Buffalo in week three. I think, you know, we all knew who the opponents were going to be. Um, obviously, before last night, it was just what order they were going to be, whether they're going to be on Sunday night, Monday night, game time, etc. Um, but, you know, a lot has been made about how Washington has a first place schedule this year by virtue of winning that 
not so good uh, NFC East last year. And I think, you know, it's made for some more exciting matchups than we're, we're gotten used to seeing in recent years. And, and the first one really is, is at Buffalo. I mean, yeah. the, the reigning AFC East champs, um, obviously Josh Allen, uh, a chance to, to see, you know, former Maryland star Stefan Diggs, a place, one of the many places that Ryan Fitzpatrick um, has played in his career. Um, I just think that'll be a great early season test um, to see, you know, is Washington ready to take that next, next step after opening against the Chargers and the Giants. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that Bills matchup. Yeah, I mean, that that's going to be, a, we're, we're going to find out for sure, um, you know, how much of a leap this defense is is taking here in in, in year two. Um, yeah. Chase Young's year, you know, year two, definitely against Allen. I didn't realize, and probably because Fitzpatrick has been in the league literally since Methuselah, but Buffalo <laughs> was where he was where the whole Fitzmagic facial hair thing started, didn't it? Yeah, he, I guess a few years ago, he kind of told the, the origin story and it was as, as simple as, you know, it's, it's cold in Buffalo. And he decided one year, I guess in 2009, he was there for, that was the first of his four seasons there. And as he tells it, he just decided to, you know, hey, let's see if I could grow a little facial hair here, maybe keep myself a little bit warm, protect myself from these harsh winters and it's stuck. See, you're a young guy. You don't know this. I have the benefit of age and, and wisdom, but he's got a point there because, you know, back when I had hair, I was a lot warmer in the wintertime. You would be amazed at how cold it feels when you have a bald head. So I, I can understand why you grew the facial hair. I really can. Uh, Kansas City, I guess, is the next is the next five beard game. That one comes up at FedEx Field. Yeah, October 17th. Uh, again, I'm assuming... For the same reason, marquee quarterback against a defense that we expect to be elite this year, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Washington's first look at, at Patrick Mahomes um, a few years ago when they played uh, at Kansas City, I think on Monday Night Football, I had written about how kind of bizarrely they, they have this now seven-game losing streak against the Chiefs. They hadn't beaten the Chiefs since since uh, 1983. But again, I mean, there are a lot of really good quarterbacks that they're facing this year. We already talked about Josh Allen, um, but Mahomes uh, at the top. Um, and then a, a game the following week, uh, week seven, it didn't get a five, but I gave it four beards, um, traveling to Green Bay. And, and there were some games on the schedule, it's hard to say in May, these could change quite a bit. You know, right now, Aaron right. Rodgers, is the quarterback of the Packers. If he isn't come October 24th, you know, as I say in the piece, you know, this game isn't quite as exciting. Um, but still, I think it's always fun to see uh, the team play at Lambeau Field, a historic venue. Um, and, and I think that should be a, a pretty fun matchup anyway, either way. But but if Rodgers there, is there, it just takes it to another level. If Rodgers is not there, how many beards do you think that costs this game? One <laughs> or two? Well, it... You know, it's at it's at four now, at least one, but but right. likely two. I mean, I Jordan Love just doesn't really do it for me. Assuming that to the, they're going to go with that quarterback if they move on from Rod. And if for some reason it winds up being Blake Bortles that game, you may just have to uh, you may have to find a pre beard picture if it's back. That <laughs> That's a good call. It goes down to one or a yeah, no beard for sure. And then you know. Right, right after that trip to Green Bay, they go to Denver, and 
Denver is one of the teams, as people know, has been rumored or reported to be interested in, in possibly trading for Rodgers. So right now that's at two beards. But if they if they land Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, I, these these two games in week seven and week eight probably flip flop on the rating scale. And, and that trip to Denver to play the Broncos goes up to at least a four. One of the things that I noticed looking through this, and I'm kind of going off of, uh, I'm going off of memory, which is, it's never a perfect thing for me, but there are a lot more five-star and we'll call them five-star beard games this year, I, I think, than in years past. And I mean, yep. you know, I think you can only chalk that up to the fact that the crazy thing is, this is a team where for the first time in a long time, you're looking at eight or nine wins, depending how, on how you want to look at the at the 17 game schedule as kind of the expectation. It's not the well, if this happens, if they stay healthy and if they get a break here and if they get a break there. It's been a while since we've gone into a season thinking eight to nine wins is kind of the floor for a team, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, just kind of the way that they finished last year, the, the really fun fight they put up against the the Buccaneers in, in the wild card game loss. I'll be honest, when, when I first went through uh, this exercise, when, when the schedule was set last night and tried to decide how I'm going to rate these, I had more fives than I ended up with. You know, it's, it's kind of like grading on a curve. I can't have everyone, all, <laughs> I can't have six or seven games necessarily be a five. Um, right. So I, I tried to, you know, spread it out a little bit more as, as I've done in years past. But I, I think a prime example is the, you know, the first game of the season. I think I'm more excited and most fans are probably more excited for the season opener than, than they have been in the past for the reason you mentioned. I mean, this is a team that it looks like could do something. And not only that, you get a, a team in the Chargers coming to FedEx Field where they'll have fans, you know, after not being able to have them much last year, um, an exciting quarterback in Justin Herbert. So, yeah, I, I think even these three, these games that I gave a three and a four, um, th there's just a lot of excitement in general about about this season, even in May. Well, you do this every year. So w when you look back at the way you've rated the schedule in the past, are there, are there more four and five games this year or – are they just, are they the same amount, but for different reasons? I, I would say there are probably more in five, more four and five games this year. I mean, just because I know there's a lot bunch there in that three beard category, but mm -hmm. I think in, in previous years, when I've done this, I've had a lot more in, in the one, one star and two star category. I mean, this year I've only got three in, in that um, one star for, the trip to Atlanta, um, and then two-star against New Orleans. I mean, another playoff team that they're playing. Now, I point out Drew Brees is obviously not going to be there. We don't know who will be starting at quarterback. Um, but, yeah, New Orleans, um, Atlanta, and, and I had one more as a, as a two-star. But, yeah, it's, it's a little top-heavy this year with, with uh, Fitzpatrick. New Orleans and Denver were the only two-stars that you had. That's right. Yeah, Denver, That's which, it. as we said, who knows what happens with that uh, with that QB situation. Right. But, uh, we we might be swapping. We might be swapping Denver and Green Bay in the in the two right. positions. What you What you think about 
uh, the NFL putting all the division games there at the end of the year. I personally, I, I kind of like it. I think it's great because you look at it. I mean, this team could very easily be what, you know, you can be five and seven in this division yep. going into week 13 and still have it all right that right out there in front of you. Yeah. I, my first, I'm with you. And my first reaction was just, this is really weird. You know, I can't remember anything like this happening before this being part of the schedule. And then, you know, people tweet out, well, the last time this happened, you don't remember it because the last time this happened was, was 1970 when there were five teams in the <laughs> NFC East that actually closed the season with, with uh, six straight mm -hmm. games um, within the division. Um, but yeah, I kind of came around on it. I, I agree. I mean, you can kind of test yourself, see where you stand with these um, games outside the division. And then still you get to, you know, week 14 um, with, with that game at home against Dallas. And, you know, as long as you haven't completely tanked in, in those uh, first 13 weeks, it's, it's going to be the division you would think will be right there for the taking. Um, yeah. And I, and I agree. It kind of it adds a lot of intrigue to to the end of the season. It's it's an interesting move. And and my I was wondering, you know, is this going to be an NFL wide thing that they kind of adopt for other teams? But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm certainly interested to see how that how that plays out. At, at this snapshot in time, when we're looking at the schedule, you um, because everybody is doing it this time of year you got you got any prognostic prognostication for how many wins you see on the schedule as of today assuming there's not one nfl player on the entire league uh, on there or at least on the schedule that doesn't get injured <laughs> right right it's it's always tough um and i think the key doing these predictions going forward is going to be remembering that there are 17 games i think i i gave one a few months ago and said something like you know, nine and seven, right? Um, sounding foolish, but uh, yeah, I think I think nine, ten wins is is doable. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what what happens in terms of any injuries and other personnel movement. But yeah, I, I know it's it's it looks like a tough schedule right now. I think you got to remember it's May. Who knows what happens with those other teams? You know. We've seen so many times, even once the season starts from week one to, to week 18 now, the teams that you thought in May or even in September were going to be the tough games wind up being the cakewalks and there's somebody comes out of nowhere. So, but looking at it right now, big picture, I think I'd peg them for, for nine or 10 wins. Scott Allen of the Washington Post, my friend, we always appreciate it when you stop on, stop in with your expertise. We appreciate it and we shall talk to you soon, sir. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me, Bob. Anytime. All right, that's going to do it for us. Make the clock on the wall so we got to get out of here. Don't forget you can catch us at the sportsjourney.com website as well as iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeart, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you after rookie minicamp. Remember, like the wise man said, if you're out of your bike tonight, as always, we're white. So